Hi, this is Steve Benson. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Badger Maps, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, I have to say that I have a phenomenal guest uh, who's joining us today. He uh, has co-founded a, an app and a company that is great. It's one of my favorite apps uh, that I use a lot and I uh, liked it so much I reached out to them and they were just so gracious in, in accepting my invitation to come on the show. And so this is a real benefit. Uh, what I want you to do right now, if you're listening, is to go to the App Store and download Umano. It's the app we'll be talking about. Uh, Umano, it's a, a wonderful app and it really does help. Uh, obviously, I'm an audio guy, so it's it's great to be able to turn blogs into audio. I've got the co-founder. His name is Anton Lobrev, and he is the co-founder and CTO of this awesome app. So, Anton, uh, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hey, uh, glad to be here. Wonderful. Uh, well... First of all, how did you come up with this awesome idea? It's uh, perhaps we could just start by pr- t- telling the audience what what Umano is and uh, what the uh, concept behind it is. Sure, sounds good. Uh, so Umano is an app, or almost like a platform, I guess, for basically consuming articles from the web in audio format. So it's perfect for people that like to multitask or just like to consume content on the go. So, and um, I think that our overall vision actually for Oman is even a little bit bigger than that is we want to become this um, probably largest source of audio content on a web. And um, we're slowly getting there. I think we started with basically narrated articles, but we're hoping to expand to other content eventually. That, that is one audacious goal. And I think, you'll, <laughs> I think you will get there because if you think about blogs and the fact that you're turning this into audio content, then... Uh, you, you, how far do you have to go? I mean, is there some sort of measure that you have to know that you've actually got there? Um, I, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to measure. And, you know, internet is pretty much endless. So for us to cover all of internet and audio is definitely an audacious goal. But I think um, we want to at least start with covering most of the major websites, you know, and I think starting obviously with news websites and blogs. But um, as our vision expands, we want to see, um, we want to actually open up our platform to users and give them the ability to contribute content to Mono, which is actually one way we want to reach the coverage that we really want. So Anton, the idea behind this podcast is to inspire uh, app entrepreneurs. And there's going to be a lot of people listening to this uh, podcast who would love to do what you're doing right now. And I'm wondering if we, we could get a sense of uh, what it's taken, you know, you to get Umano this far. You're the co-founder. Can you take us back to that time where you had the idea and then the steps you actually take, took to make it a reality? Um, sure. So, I mean, uh, the idea behind Umano started from basically our conversation with a lot of friends uh, around like what problems people had around us. And uh, one of the problems came up is that, you know, people are really busy these days and they don't have the time often to consume the content on the web. At the same time, they have a lot of free time in their day when they're essentially driving or going to the gym or maybe cooking breakfast and things like that. And we wanted to provide basically users with an ability to fill that, you know, white space with something productive. And uh, 
basically ability to listen this these news articles that you are not able to consume otherwise was that right solution to us and uh it started actually very small you know it was uh um, only one voice actor on our team who was narrating articles and uh, we were maybe pushing about 10 articles per day. That's, um, that's how it started. And I think the advice there is just that um, it's okay to start small. It's, uh, you know, everything has a beginning and for us the beginning was very, very small. And from there we just spent a lot of time trying to understand what users liked, what kind of content users liked and expand. And, you know, today we have almost 60 or more voice actors on our r roster who record articles daily and we record upwards of 100 articles wow that is amazing so did you have any uh background in starting up companies before you you started umano because you know most of the uh, listeners do get these great ideas but you took this one step further you actually made it a reality did it take like having some sort of prior experience in the startup community um, I, I would say that Omano is probably the first real shot at a startup for me and my co-founders. We did have uh, um, kind of some ideas before that. Um, uh, both of my co-founders I met uh, at university. So I went to school at the University of Waterloo in Canada. So I met them there and then we had a couple of ideas that we tried to do while in school, but we, you know, it, we never really took it to that far. But uh, Omano was that first shot at uh, trying to make it happen. Uh, look at the coincidence. Uh, our last guest was from Waterloo, in fact. Uh, so Canada. So <laughs> something, something about Waterloo. And it's a great school. <laughs> yeah, I can't help but think uh, London. Actually, I used to go to Waterloo Station quite a lot. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously you met your co-founders then, that, that, and you knew that you wanted. What was attracted you to the startup space? Why did you want to get into that? Um, I think it's just, you know, I worked at some bigger companies before starting Omano and then uh, when you do something of your own, you really have uh, much more impact, you know, much more you can do it with a small team than sometimes starting, I mean, working at a larger company. And I think that was the thing that was really attractive, you know, try to, at a small company in a, with a small team, sometimes you can change people's lives faster, I feel like. Yeah, because I do get yeah, a lot yeah. of listeners at university who are thinking mm -hmm. about their future. And the reason I do this podcast is to meet entrepreneurs mm -hmm. like yourself where you were at uni and it's it's okay to go into the startup community, you know, and it's, uh, I guess it, there's potentially a lot of pressure to go into corporate, but you feel that uh, it was okay to, to, you know, did you get the support you needed to go into the startup community? Um, you know, I think... Um, everyone's path is different. For me, I actually did uh, spend some time at a bigger company. So before Amato, I was actually at Google. And um, I think for me, it was actually really helpful to work at a bigger company before starting Amato, given that you know, I made good connections, which are helpful in terms of starting a company. And I also just learned a lot from you know, the engineering perspective and the engineering culture of a bigger company, which is actually highly important when you start your own company. So I, I think that either way, I had definitely had support and, you know, for my friends and for my family starting a company, but it's definitely an interesting jump from the corporate world into the startup world. Yeah, I could imagine, especially jumping from Google to uh, doing your yeah. own thing. Did you bootstrap the company at the start or did you manage to get investors behind you uh, from the um, very beginning? I, I would say probably for the first six months we were bootstrapping and then we eventually raised some seed money and uh, kind of went on from there. 
And do you have any guidance for, uh, I guess, pitching to investors? Because uh, one of the big questions I, I get from app entrepreneurs is how to do an effective pitch. Uh, what sort of guidance have you based on your experience? I think um, for us, one thing that made pitching a lot easier is that we showed some initial traction. You know, we actually didn't go to investors really until we had a you know somewhat significant amount of users. So for us, the initial goal was you know let's build a product, let's build a product that people enjoy and get it out there. And the success success story for us in the very beginning was that we launched and you know we had a couple of hundred users and then but we were eventually noticed by the App Store team, where they featured the app and uh, which obviously kind of kickstarted for us the whole process. So and when we did go to the investors, that initial traction was a lot help you know very very helpful. So I would say, you know, when it comes to pitching, make sure especially when you are in this ecosystem of building apps it's so easy to get started and then get something out there and that you can if you can show that early traction with some users um, that's all really you need to for a successful pitch you know because it's a lot easier to pitch something that's working Uh, Anton I have to say congratulations on getting featured by uh, Apple and uh, how long ago was that because it's incredibly hard now for app discovery the amount of apps that are coming onto the app store every day when was when was that that you were featured? It it was probably about three months after we launched, and we launched in September of 2012. So some, I, think, I believe it maybe it was end of October or maybe end of November, something like that. You know, I, I actually think that's how I found you as well. I think I was looking through the featured most featured uh, apps and uh, ended up downloading you back then. Uh, and uh, so. Um, any any guidance on on other things that you could do for launch to get noticed? Um, I would say you know one of the things that we took really seriously when we were launching is uh, perfection in some ways, and then uh, I think that's still a core of our company and core of our vision is to build uh, something with high of high quality, and for us that aspect of quality kind of appears in a lot of uh, areas in the app you know first it's a really great design second of all you know when we started the company we really wanted to hire real people to narrate articles instead of let's say using computer generated voices and um, I think that idea of quality really resonates with somebody like Apple and when uh, when you work and when you build an app and one way to get noticed by the editorial team at Apple is just to build a high quality app that solves a real problem and um, those apps are not always easy to find. And I would say the same goes for Android as well. You know, really high quality apps are not that easy to find. And again, they're not that easy to build, but that's how you get there in terms of getting noticed. Well, Anton, you've hit on one of the biggest themes of the 240 odd episodes we've had on this show, which is uh, solving a real problem. And uh, you certainly are. You know, one of the biggest challenges I have for a podcast, though, is I notice that uh, people don't tend to share clips on audio. You know, they'll quite happily uh, share a blog or, um, you know, make a snippet of the blog and uh, share that. But uh, do, you, do you find people are un- on users are just not sharing little clips of audio? I think, um, you know, it's you actually hit on a, one of the big problems we're trying to solve is that one of the reasons we think, you know, audio is not necessarily get shared that much because there's no good 
products for sharing audio or maybe good platforms for sharing audio. So in in our case, sharing is definitely a big part of it. I would say it doesn't happen as often as for other medium, like where you, like you said, like blogs or pictures, but that's one of the things we really want to solve. And that's actually, as we expand our product, let's say today we do articles, but we are actually slowly experimenting with podcasts and other types of content. Our goal is really figuring out a way how we can make that content more shareable. Um, and when it comes to podcasts, the way we see it is that one of the big problems with, with the podcasting world is that um, the length is challenging, right? Like when you have an episode that either is 30 minutes and people have two hour long episodes like Joe Rogan or somebody like that. And it's really challenge, challenging for the user to share that entire episode, whether they really only wanted to share like a piece of it. So one of the things we're experimenting with is figuring out a way how can we look at some of the popular podcasts and maybe figure out if there's a, there are really interesting gems inside of the podcast that would be a lot more shareable. So I think the real problem there is just there's no good platform for sharing audio today. And maybe that's our hope is to be that platform in the future. Right. Well, I'm all behind you because I know that it's, it's a real frustration for me as well as a podcast listener, because I often, you know, have like uh, something I listen to and I think, oh, I really need to share this with, you know, so-and-so. And and I have to either share the full episode and say, you need to fast forward to, you know, this this minute. I know SoundCloud are trying to uh, solve that by uh, enabling comments along the timeline. But uh, I don't feel like anyone's offering a good solution just yet. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, okay, there's two things I need to do, Anton, before we do say goodbye. And uh, one is that uh, we are uh, a community of app developers. We love, uh, you know, ideas. And um, I've got two things I could do. I can either ask you straight out whether you have an app idea, an idea that you you perhaps thought about and you are not going to work on, <laughs> but uh, could share with us. If you do, that's great. If not, then we could uh, do something else. Um, I can probably share an idea. <laughs> I yeah. love the way you said that is. As if you're not sure. But yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I think I have a, a lot of ideas. So, uh, you know, there are um, some ideas I always think about and, and probably some are better than others. But, um, you know, um, I think one idea that I have is around um, um, figuring out kind of or having an app that would tell me what I can do right now. You know, um, let's say if I walk out of my house on a Friday afternoon and um, I want to figure out what I want to do today or, you know, in the next hour. And today there are not that many ways for me to figure out all the, you know, local events that are happening around me. And uh, it's kind of scattered all over the place. And um, I wish there was a better way for me to really know what's going on. And uh, I think... uh, there are a lot of uh, companies that are trying to solve this problem around uh, event creation, but nobody's really doing it in a commun- community-generated way. And I think there's something really there. I am totally behind this idea. I think it's a stellar idea because we're all uh, about curating these various parts of our life, but no one's actually thinking about curating our life you know, completely, being able to maybe tap into our uh, social media feed, figure out what interests uh, us, and and then presenting you know events locally that we may find quite useful and uh, yeah I think what what a great challenge 
Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Facebook is probably one of the great uh, companies that try to solve that problem, but not in a very direct way. You know, people do create these local events on Facebook, but the discoverability aspect is really lacking. And uh, at the end of the day, anybody who's ever created an event or a meetup, all they really want is for people to find it. And there's no good medium to make that happen today. So. Yeah, yeah, almost you need a curation of uh, all the di different sources. I'm thinking Songkick, uh, Spotify, I think uh, Shazam as well. They show, like, look what's going on locally, um, possibly Spotify and uh, all these other, you know, music apps. But uh, you, you have to go in each individual one to, uh, to figure it exactly. out. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And that's sort of the problem that, uh, you know, all of them together probably have so much wealth of information, but... There is no one place that you really need to go to figure out something to do on a Friday night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, what a great app idea. So if you want to go and build that, you've got two uh, buyers of that immediately. And uh, Anton, the last thing is we are an app show. It's the App Guy podcast. Uh, I wondered if you had one or two apps that you use, apart from Romano, of course, but... Uh, uh, one or two apps that you feel that would be a good find for us that we may not have come across before? Um, interesting. Um, I would say that um, I'm actually a big user of 9gag, um, which is a, this uh, kind of fun app to just consume uh, fun content. Um, so that's one. Um, I would probably use that on a daily basis just for entertainment purposes. And uh, um, and, uh, out of other small apps, um, I would say also like secret, which is the anonymous sharing app. So, um, um, yeah, those are the two probably off the top of my head. Okay. Anton, you've just uh, amazingly out of 241 episodes, picked two apps that have never, ever been mentioned. So, <laughs> and I've never heard of them either. So, uh, I, I recommend that anyone, uh, interested in going to download those just, um, um, Go to theappguy.co, search uh, episode 241, Anton uh, Leprev, and uh, you'll get links to those and other things that we've mentioned. Um, th this has been awesome. Do you feel like we've covered everything with the Mano and uh, the app? Or do you feel like we should have touched on any other thing, anything else? Um, you know, I can probably talk for hours about our product or our vision. So, I, you know, I think that we scratched the surface, but in a, definitely in a good way. Yeah, and I love the fact that, you know, you have this audacious goal of uh, just t turning all the, the world's content into audio uh, to try and have, have the most audio content. I, I was actually trying to go for that goal myself, you know, being this is episode mm -hmm. 241. And, uh, uh, yeah, so um, uh, how best can people reach out to you, Anton, and connect? Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, so uh, you can search for Tokudu, T-O-K-U-D-U. So... Yeah, that's probably the best way. Wonderful. Well, uh, Anton, I have to say thank you very much for coming on our show. We've managed to keep it within the average time it takes to commute. And so uh, <laughs> uh, I recommend people do go and uh, download Imano and uh, and just consume content that way. Uh, let us know how else we can help you out. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs>